Hello, and welcome to Irregular Rituals, a healing and storytelling podcast created by me, Basketball Metalvi. Every Friday, I'll be here completing the irregular ritual of trauma healing, speaking on my life's experience of pain, acceptance, and joy. A forewarning, this episode will contain themes of internalized racism and other racial traumas. No podcast is worth triggering yourself over, so I lovingly recommend you take some time for yourself if this bothers you. With that said, welcome to Naturalisto. For a long time, I had issues with my hair. I've always had a lot of hair. My mom says I get it from my grandmother, though. She died when I was two, so I can't say I remember the woman very much. Up until I was six, my mom did my hair at home. But by the time I was six, she would complain of the amount of hair I had giving her arthritis. And so I started going to hairdressers. I didn't really mind it. I mean, I didn't like having to go to a hairdresser every two weeks on a Saturday, sit in a bowl, be tugged around, have water go down the back of my shirt every single couple of weeks. But it happened. Eventually, when I was about seven, the hairdresser I was going to, this Jamaican lady, said that I too was giving her arthritis. All the boundless blocks of 3C, 4A hair that I had were starting to wear on her. And she eventually convinced my mom to give me a perm to make it easier for her. I remember sitting under the dryer, the perm gunk smelling so awful because it fried my hair. Now it burned. It burned so much. I didn't know why they were doing this to me. It felt like a punishment. I mean, I knew that I had a lot of hair and that it was really thick. But was this the best way? I, I didn't know. So for a couple years, I had a perm. I was never allowed to touch or style my own hair. My mom feared that I would ruin it. Eventually, all of the years of perming and frying it had really gotten to it. My hair fell out. It was way shorter. It had gone from being my mid-back to barely going past my earlobes. So we started trying to rehabilitate it. We went to a new hairdresser and she worked her magic. But still, there was always a tension. I didn't really care about taking care of my own hair. It was never something I viewed as my responsibility. I didn't like doing it. So I knew just make sure it didn't get wet, wrap it every night, that was it. But I could care less. If anything, my hair was always something that restricted me from doing things I wanted to do. I couldn't go out in the rain like my white classmates could. I couldn't go to pool parties without getting a protective style done if my mom would even let me go at all. No, my hair was something that had to be protected, hidden, and, and locked away from the world. Straightened and blow-dried and pin-curled. 
kept pristine. What it really just meant was I couldn't do anything to it. My mom, I guess in feeling repentant for the perms she had authorized, wanted to make sure that I didn't lose my hair again. And so my hands were kept firmly out of it. However, I was always reminded that my hair was something precious to be protected, but also something unruly, wild. I remember in sixth or seventh grade, we had a field trip that involved us having to walk a couple blocks to a different school. Or a couple blocks, about 10 or 15 minutes. It was hot, it was very, very humid, and my hair that had been meticulously washed and blow-dried and straightened the night before swelled to be six times its size, a great, beautiful afro. And I was so embarrassed. How dare it? How dare I? I felt so disgusted with myself and nobody made fun of me, but my other black friends that I had in the class were like, hey, you realize your hair is like a poof now, right? When I went home, my mom lamented how it was ruined, how $60 if wash it had gone down the drain. I stared at my afro in the mirror and I felt nothing but contentment. It was ruined. I hated it. Even on good weeks with my hair. The second week, the one I would go before, like, the second week I had had, after I'd had my hair done, was always the hardest. By then, it wasn't entirely straight anymore. It had started to curl and and frizz on the ends. I did everything I could to hide it. Bows, hair bands, flower crowns with elastic so I could tuck the back of it in. Anything. Even wigs. I... The fact that it was being so unruly and defiant. Doing what it shouldn't be doing. I hated it. Now, none of this says I wanted to be white. It felt like a betrayal to say that. If anything, I just wanted to be bald. That was it. I hated the fact that this is the thing that, that I could never control, that I was never allowed to touch. My entire life, I had, be kept, had to be kept at arm's length of my own hair, only have it washed and handled by professionals and my mother. The only time I really did love my hair was during the summer. Then I was allowed to get braids and cornrows and I could really stretch, literally, the versatility my hair was allowed to have, but only in the summer. That was the only time I felt connected to it, that I could really push the boundaries of what I was allowed to do with it. Get braided it in all crazy colors and crochet, cornrows, box braids, I didn't care. It was the only time I could feel connected. Finally, when I went to college, I couldn't go to the hairdresser every couple of weeks because I went to school two hours away 
so to come home every couple of weeks didn't really seem feasible. I started doing braids more often. This way I could come home every six weeks, wash it, and go right back up again. But still, the only time I really felt connected was not just when I had these braids in, but also when I got to take them out, which I learned to do on my own. And I saw my hair frizzed out from, the, from you know, weeks of being underneath the braids, oily and everything. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Okay. I felt anything at all. It wasn't until very recently that I really started to confront this stuff. I would be, I knew that this upcoming semester I would be studying away and I wouldn't be able to go to the hairdresser every couple of weeks again. So I started washing my own hair. It started simple. I had some crochet braids that I'd had in for a while. My hair needed to be washed. And at the time, I couldn't go home immediately. So I had a friend help me out. And then I had my boyfriend wash it, braid it, twist it, everything. He is different. His family all has natural hair. They never did perms. They all had been doing their own hair at home for all, all the time. They were experts at this. My mom would hate that, but she wasn't there to complain. I remember having him wash my hair, feeling it as it finally fell out of the crochet braids. And he told me to dunk it in the water. He had filled up the tub a little bit. And he told me to just lay back and let it float away from me. It was weird. I never had that happen to me before. But I could feel it floating away. Feel the water as it encircled it and lifted it. Feel it become like a halo around my head. I knew at that moment, I felt a connection that I hadn't really felt before. It was something different. It had gone beyond me, beyond my body, beyond even just my hair. Like I said, everyone said I had my grandmother's hair, but I had never met her, and if I did, I don't remember it. She died when I was two. But I thought, is this what her hair felt like when she washed it? Not only that, her sisters, her mother, her grandmother, the mothers and grandmothers and sisters and aunts who I will never know. What was their hair like? Did they wash it? Did they twist it? What did they use? How often did they do it? What did it feel like as they carted their hands through it? Did they have to hide it away? Or were they proud, defiant even, wild and unruly? When he was finally done washing it and twisting it, I watched it. I watched him do it in the mirror as I told him all of this. 
I said that I think I had always hated my hair. I didn't want white girl hair, quote unquote. I just didn't want hair. It felt like so much of a hassle. To keep it, to be one thing, was just too much. And he told me, he looked at me through the mirror. And he was like, if your hair frizzes up, that's just it doing what it's supposed to do. It looks like that, naturally. And I it changed something in me, something snapped, something clicked. It does look like that, naturally. That was a little over a month ago. I have started washing my hair, doing it regularly. I'm watching lots of YouTube videos, going on lots of blogs. It's a little bit of a challenge, but I wouldn't call it a struggle. Just as learning to do anything new is a challenge. Anytime I wash my hair, I, I pray to my ancestors, my mother, my grandmother. I ask them for help, obviously. Going on this new journey is a little taxing and, like I said, challenging. I ask them for their guidance. I praise them for the gift they have given me and ask that they give me the time and patience to truly appreciate the gift. I ask for their forgiveness, for their love. Anytime I run my hands through it, twist it, put oil in it every day, I say thank you to them, to my body for giving me this. I look back on the years of resentment, and I'm not saying that resentment has entirely gone away, but it's something I'm healing from. It's something I'm learning to live with. I don't know if I will ever fully, truly love my hair, but I think in just the last three months, I've been getting there. I feel intertwined with it. Every twist and lock, an act of love, every deep conditioning or shampoo, an act of penance, every time I wrap it in silk, it's an act of luxury. Maybe one day I will truly love it, but for now, I think the best way to show that love is simply to wash it. I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, thank you for tuning in. Again, I'm going to be here every Friday doing this uh, show, doing in, in irregular rituals. I hope you're enjoying it so far. I've been having a couple of issues with Anchor, um, not wanting to approve my episodes. So we're on a little bit of a backlog. I'm kind of working backwards at this point. Um, so if you enjoyed this, please do leave a review. Um, email me if you would like to. Um, I have my email on the sidebar. I know it's a little bit messy, uh, but yeah. <laughs>
Um, I hope you really, really enjoyed this and I'll see you guys next time. 